0: Welcome, everyone, to the Russell Show. I'm your host, Russell Chowdhury. Can't wait to jump into this podcast episode. Episode number 217, we have a special guest, Brittany Brand. In this episode, we'll discuss with Brittany the topic of our journey on how she started her own business. So don't forget to subscribe, leave a review on our podcast, and let's dive in. Hi, Brittany. Thank you so much for joining me in this podcast episode. Really appreciate it. How are you today?
1: Good. Thank you for having me.
0: Yeah, the pleasure is mine. I'm super excited to learn more about you, your journey, like how you started your business and career you have right now. So I'd love to know what everything started from early on, like before you choosing your career as a business or entrepreneurship. Is that what you always wanted to do with your life or like you had like a different plan would become someone else? Like a lot of children has their dream. Like I wanna be astronaut, I wanna be pilot, I wanna be someone, doctor, engineer, something. What was your childhood dream? Who you want to be?
1: Yeah, my dream was always to be a writer. Like I wanted to be, probably a, a like a novelist at first. I thought I was going to be like the youngest novelist, you know, like writer. So <laughs> I never finished that novel, but um, I am a writer though. So
0: yeah, but at least you're writing. That's the most yes. important. It. Yes. Yes. yeah Yeah, then what actually happened like did you go in the corporate world for a time being like after you're finishing school college
1: so i graduated in 2010 with an english degree which was not an ideal time to graduate with a like with anything a four-year degree or otherwise and be on the you know look out for a job considering the recession that was happening at the time um So I started, I was just like looking for any job, preferably in, in writing. I didn't find that right away. So I landed in higher ed. So I worked, um, I worked as like an office manager for a couple of years and then I was in the registrar's office. But during that time I was still like, oh, I really want to be a writer. So I kept kind of pursuing that on the side and landed a couple of freelance gigs a few years after I graduated, which was really great for me, um, for my experience, they did not pay well. <laughs> so I still had to work my regular job while I freelanced um, to gain some experience. And
0: Yeah, and interesting. How did you come up with the idea of like uh, being an entrepreneur and starting your business, like which one you have right now? Did you get inspiration from someone else or like uh, you had the, from yourself?
1: Yeah, so I started, like I said, I started, my exposure to like writing professionally was as a freelancer. And then as I gained experience in that, I moved into an in-house content creator role where I was like copywriting and stuff. And then I worked at an agency, um, for a year. And during that whole time, it was like, it, I just felt like it was kind of building towards something. And I wasn't, it's not like that whole time I was planning to become an entrepreneur, but it just, when I was working at the agency, it was like, okay, so I'm wearing all of these hats i'm a writer i'm also you know communicating with and managing the, this client relationship um i'm doing some strategy work i've done in other roles social media and like copywriting i could bring that in and like why am i working for someone else doing this i could do this for myself and kind of be like a mini agency you know mm-hmm. um and it felt like at the time especially um like being able to choose my own clients yeah. and be able to have a really good relationship with the clients that I chose, um, and then they would get to know me as, you know, as the their consultant, and not like feeling like they're overpaying for this huge agency experience, and then really they're still only getting me. <laughs> uh-huh. um, so yeah, that's kind of how I landed in the in the entrepreneurial world. Yeah,
0: that's great. So when you started your business, and from now how much difference do you see on yourself? Like in a growth wise, like does things change? Like you grow yourself as an entrepreneur, you see?
1: Yes. Oh my goodness. Um, yes. Everything has changed in a good way. I have just from a personal fulfillment perspective, I am so much happier because I have control over my life. Um, and the people that I interact with are really great. My clients are great. Um, I have a community of other writers and consultants that I like interact with on a daily basis. They're like my coworkers. Um, even though we don't work together really. And then from like a growth perspective, I'm learning so many new skills, not just on the business side of like I'm doing all my own bookkeeping, my own my own marketing. like I'm a marketer, but now I have to market for myself and do sales and you know pitching yeah. and, and all that stuff. Um, but then I'm also able to learn new skills like doing Google search ads or something, which as like an in-house content marketer, you don't really get to expand into those other fields because yeah. that's someone else's department. and but I can do that now. So
0: yeah, it's like a growth, isn't it? Like the more you do, like a more you educate yourself like a certain things as a small business owners like we have to learn everything from payroll mm-hmm. from marketing sales uh negotiation <clears throat> also like uh, being a leader as well like you probably yes. have one or two team members you have to be leader on themselves like a day-to-day task mm-hmm. but when you're starting out like a beginning of uh, like your career like a first year of business walk me through how is it felt like like, obviously you have to make a different kind of shift. Like you new to like, what are you actually doing? And like taking a full leap, like you don't know where is the client's going to come from. So you've jumped on the unknown on the fear place. Like you don't know what's the next payment going to come from. Mm-hmm. How did you dealt with that in a mindset wise?
1: Yeah, that's a really great question. I chose to go out on my own right around the time that my oldest son went to kindergarten. So there was a whole lot of things happening in my personal life and in my professional life. And it just felt like it was the right time um, for me. But I don't know, the fear thing, I had everything just came together. Like I was initially afraid of that thing that you're talking about. Um like not having enough business, yeah. not getting enough clients. But right before I went on vacation, I was offered, I was kind of in talks with one of my friends slash freelance clients. Um, and she asked me if I would be willing to like do more for the company that she was working for. And I was like, yeah, that's actually perfect timing. I want to go out on my own. Like, let's do this. So I managed to, to sign on with this client, um, with like a retainer, Right. went on vacation sent my kids to kindergarten. So like daycare expenses went way down for me. Um, got this retainer client week, the next week after that, got another client, um, from my own like family network that also wanted me to come on like with a retainer. And so like all of those things. So now I have a few clients that have me on retainer and that's able to kind of, that sustains me. Um, and then any additional freelance work I do, Um, it's just kind of gravy on top, but all of my clients that I've gotten so far are all word of mouth. Like I don't really advertise. Um, they're just people that know me that know what I do or happy clients that pass my name on to someone else. Hmm. So it was really scary before I started, but now Hmm. that it's going, it's like, okay, it's, it's just working.
0: I know with me, like the first two years, I was really, really tough with when I started my marketing agency it just one month is fine the next month you don't know where's the next thing come from and especially in the UK like it, where I'm from the town I try to work on my local market and mm-hmm. that local market didn't actually help me they it's not about the trust it's more about like they don't want to pay they think it's an expense rather than it's an investment for them and I wasted my time I'll say about first couple of years like trying to convinced this marketism for me. But right now, like mm. when I'm charging three thousand, five thousand dollars a month, it doesn't actually get that much objection. When I used to charge three hundred dollars a month, and mm. it was really, really tough. And mm. yeah, it's an unknown place as well. Like you don't know, like how what, how long you can survive on that kind of situation. Mm-hmm. So every day is feel like you need to quit because you have mm-hmm. to pay your mortgage, you have to pay your bills and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's always piling up. So during that time, like obviously probably have like a certain moments, like you feel like quitting, probably not because of the financially. probably like things not going as you planned or like, you know, achieving the success enough
1: mm-hmm.
0: or like a, you have a doubt, like how we're going to handle the success. A lot of people mm-hmm. do that. So how do you able to kept on carrying on, like going, moving forward with your business?
1: Hmm. You know, I, I haven't run into yet a moment where I feel like, oh, I can't do this. Like I want to quit. But there are times when it's very apparent to me, like I'm on my own, uh, you know, in the past you have a boss, you have coworkers or even people who are working under you. And so there's like, you're kind of insulated from some of the successes, but also some of the failures. Like there's someone else taking credit for your work. Sure. Like your bosses, you know, or whoever up higher up, like gets the the praise for your work but they also insulate you from any failure. So if you mess up like they're going to they're going to like shield you maybe from some of those consequences. Um but it's it's a little scary sometimes to think like okay, it's all on me, the success or failure and everything. Like I get I get the credit, but I also it's all on me if something goes wrong. You know, if I advise a client poorly or um something happens and this campaign just totally flops like that's on me um so that part is challenging to wrap my brain around sometimes
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and do you think like you have made mistakes along the way like building a business and if you made mistakes what would be like a biggest mistake you made and what would you be doing differently if you have to go back
1: yeah so that's a good question there's like small mistakes here and there. Like, how do you do, how do I invoice clients? How do I do contracts? How do, how do I set up a contract? Mm-hmm. Um, one of my clients who I just like, I adore this client. So nothing personal on them, but they initially asked if I wanted to be part of their like Slack channel, if I wanted an email under their right. domain. And I said yes to this um, because I didn't know any better. And now that I'm like, oh, that, that was a bad call. Cause I- it makes more sense from a business standpoint to have everything flowing into one inbox, um, which is my business inbox and not like having a bunch of separate email accounts. Um, so that's kind of on the smaller scale, which I, I will just continue to grandfather Like, I'll just keep that. But now I know going forward, that's not how I want to do business. Um, because it's not very efficient for me. Um, and then like maybe on a larger scale, I, am learning like how to do Google search ads, for example, which is not my area of expertise, but I'm learning how to do it for one of my nonprofit clients. And I did not optimize this campaign correctly, which ended up charging them more per click than it could have. And so that's on me. And I'm, you know, in the process of trying to fix that and trying to like navigate all of the fun Google laws and rules.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's, it's like we all made them kind of small, small mistakes. Mm-hmm. And even though we are still doing it, like in a lot of things, new things comes up, like industries changes, new software comes in, and we're trying to figure things out, and we end up losing some kind of money. If things work sometimes, sometimes it doesn't work. Mm-hmm. So this is a learning phase, isn't it? But I remember biggest mistake was like, I was keep on changing my niche, and who was my ideal target market? Mm-hmm. Like, we are going to figure that out. And that actually... Took a lot of time because you're learning one industry, one niche, then you're switching to a new one, so you have to learn again from scratch again. So it mm-hmm. takes twice like, as much time. But if you stay for a longer period, like I wouldn't be making much more money, get more success, the size of the business would be double. Mm-hmm. But again, when you're starting out something, you don't know like, where you're heading to, and I wouldn't say a mistake again because of. Uh, you get to learn so many things is the right niche to fo- focus on do you mm-hmm. enjoy with the client do you enjoy like working on the same creatives and everything and mm-hmm. you probably experienced that as well like the kind of books you write you probably specialize in certain kind of books you know writing for everything you know writing about ghost or like a horror kind of scene mm-hmm. or not like romantic so mm-hmm. yeah everyone is different mm-hmm so, what would be like your number one advice if someone is starting out like their business or this probably side hustle, like you started as a freelancer? What would be like a number one advice for anyone who is watching this or listening to this?
1: Yeah. So, if you, if anyone wants to be a writer, this is my advice, you just have to start doing it. And it's, it's hard because, you know, you still have to live. <laughs> so, If you can get that first job as a writer and someone's paying you to write either in the corporate world or, you know, as an editor, even if you get published, whatever, that's great. But most people doesn't work out that way. So get your job that just pays the bills and then write in the evenings, write for yourself, start your own blog, um, you know, learn how to do it. Ask your friends and family, volunteer for small businesses and nonprofits. Like seriously, I think one of the biggest challenges for myself and for other, you know, young people now that are just starting out. I think you get this impression that people need to pay you right off the bat for your creative work and they should, but oftentimes they don't, If you don't have experience. And if you don't don't have a portfolio to show for it, so like just start doing it, do it for free and charge a little bit. And then you can keep raising your rates until, you know, a few years down the road and you're making good money doing the thing that you love, but you can't get there right away. So you still have to start somewhere. Um, I started, when I first started freelancing, I was making uh, $40 (laughs) per blog article that I wrote and it was 500 words. Um, I finally whittled it down to like two hours a piece. So I was, so like $20 an hour wasn't bad. um, But, you know, you can make more once you have experience. And I think that's the biggest, you know, as a writer, it's like, you just have to start doing it. Um, Don't worry about getting paid right away.
0: Right, interesting. So do you think is there right amount of work there or like a needs for like a writer because right now there is AI came along and mm-hmm. we, we're not using any writer for like our business because we need a lot of marketing and copies uh so we're using a lot of AI tools and it just generates all kind of uh copies and everything so do you still think like a industry changing because of all the AI coming or do you think still there is a scope for writers to write continuously?
1: Yeah. I think that's such a great question. And all, yeah, all of my writer friends are all talking about this and how it's going to impact the, con- especially content marketers. Yeah. Um, yeah, it the industry is changing. I do not think that the need for writers is going to go away. In fact, I think the need will be for good writers will be even greater because AI is making it so easy to produce all this content. Um, so in order to stand out, businesses that can afford it, a good writer are going to pay for it because they want unique, authentic voice and tone. They want, um, you know, original research. They want to know that it's being done correctly, that it's the facts are accurate. As like an editor or like a manager of that content, say like your head of content is going to be looking at all of this, all of the stuff coming in from AI, right? they're not going to be able to look at every single thing with such a critical eye to be able to fact check it, let alone edit it for like structure and flow and tone. Like, how do you tailor this to this audience? How do you, one person is not going to be able to handle that. So sure. AI is going to help content to scale, but you still need someone to like tailor it to specific audiences to think with empathy, um, to make sure that the research is done correctly that it's primary sources that it's um trustworthy um all those things but i do think it will be harder for writers to break into the field because all the stuff that i was doing back in like 2015 writing 40 dollars articles <laughs> that will be done by ai and so it will be harder for people to to climb the ladder and to get that experience so that they can land like a decent paying writing job yeah.
0: So it's basically it's gonna help like a good writers to get more high end jobs rather than a small, mm-hmm. uh, small project like a blog post and things like that. Probably you're gonna work on writing a book or writing some biographies or mm-hmm. like writing content for like a big companies like an email subscriber. Like, yeah, I think that as well. Like a lot of people wants the humanly touch on them, like a mm-hmm. writing wise, and. AI is like it's pre-written everything from like a different different writer different different blog posts and they capture everything and just mix and match and everything together and makes Mm -hmm. it like a proper sentence what from here what from there but actually if it comes from you as a human then obviously it's going to come from your your own brain the unique things yeah it's totally
1: the other thing too is like those generators like chat GPT only has information fed into it from like what 2021 or something. So it's not like recent data and all of the good content marketers out there are going to say, Oh, if you're going to cite like a fact or something, it has to be more recent than 2021 today. Like it needs to be from this year. And that's, I think that's where the good, good writers and good content marketers and and editors and people, like they're going to be focusing on the more original, more, um, like more recent well-researched stuff. And it will take longer to produce. It will mm-hmm. be more expensive, um, and you can use AI to help fill in the gaps, to help spin off like an SEO piece, and you know drive traffic back to that yeah. really great pillar piece. But you someone still has to create the really great pillar piece. <laughs> so. Yes, yeah,
0: so true. There, there is like I know. Yeah, yeah stuff coming and a lot of industry will be disrupted. And at the same time, there is a big scope for like a talent. Uh, to rise and shine and there'll be like a leader's therapy even though you're using like a ai still there needs someone needs to be on the company for like a head of an organization like a given like a different different kind of idea even though chat gpt you need to use certain words so in order to they create like a content for you so you have to come up with the kind of title you need so there is some creativity in there as well Mm -hmm. so yeah so Brittany, we are coming to the end of this podcast. It's been a great pleasure having you on the show and it's a great conversation. So those who are listening, if anyone wants to learn more about your work or like a find you, where's the best place to reach out?
1: Yeah, so my, my company name is Stingray Writing. So my website is stingraywriting.com um, and I'm Brittany Wren, I'm the owner. So that's me.
0: Yeah, thank you so much for sharing that. So thanks for coming today and giving us a very valuable time. And yeah, I wish you best of luck with your business and your personal life. I hope you have a wonderful day ahead.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Have a good one.
0: Yeah, most welcome. Thank you. That's a wrap, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this podcast episode. I hope you got some value from me and enjoyed the conversation. If you're not to learn more about Brittany, go visit her website or reach out to her. Until then, I'll talk to you in the next episode. Take care.